This is Mom Goals. With world-class professional soccer player, Allie Long. Today's guest is Vanessa Rosetto. She's a registered dietitian and CEO of Kalina Health, a personalized nutrition platform. Essence Magazine listed her as one of the top five black nutritionists that will change the way you think about food. Vanessa is a mother of two kids. Here's my conversation with Vanessa Rosetto. What got you interested in becoming a dietitian? I actually, I went to Fordham University in the Bronx and like growing up, my mom is from Haiti. And so, you know, in her country, there's no food. And so obviously she came to America and there was food. So we ate every meal at home. And so now I'm like unleashed into the Bronx, (laughs) getting to make my own decisions. Um, And it's like the Bronx in the 90s. So you can imagine what was going on there. And so all I ate was like, Sparrow pizza and like White Castle chicken wings, and so I, I gained, love Sparrow pizza. Yeah, that's, that's what they had. I think now, now though, like when I go back and visit, I'm like, wow, this campus, like the calf is so nice, and like everybody ha- looks like healthy. We were like, <laughs> like smoking cigarettes, and drinking Pepsi. So I, um, I gained fifty pounds in college. It was like crazy because my whole life I like never. Did you say fifty or fifteen? 50. Okay. 50. Which happens to a lot of people that go from home to college. They gain that weight. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, because my mom was making all my Mm -hmm. food. So I didn't know anything about food. I just ate what Mm -hmm. they gave me. And so then I moved back home after college. I'm like, because I made $25,539 my first job. I will never forget (laughs) that number. So I had to live in my parents' house. And, um, and then I lost 50 pounds in like two and a half months. I, I I didn't do anything, but just ate my mother's food, eat the food wow. at my parents' house because I also couldn't afford to like buy lunch yeah. in New York City. Yeah. So I so I lost all this weight and I was like, oh, I'm so curious. Because it was like the year was 2000 and all we knew about was like Atkins. There's no Instagram. <laughs> there's barely any internet, you know? Right. It's like yeah. weird. You got like your information from like Vogue. And so I... <laughs> So I was like, oh, in my mind, I was like, I should go to a dietitian. Like one day I'll I'll go to a dietitian. And I did later on, mm-hmm. maybe like two or three years later. And she just like explained food and how it affected my body in this pragmatic way. Of course, I didn't have any like emotional things with food. So I was probably like a very easy patient to work with. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, oh, wow, that's so cool. And I was like, I would like to do that for other people. It's like medicine adjacent, for but sure. you can, but you can still like help people with like their behaviors and then really explain to people. Cause there's so much like non-information out there, misinformation. Mm-hmm. And so I just like went back to school to be a dietitian, but it was, it was just because of that. That's really cool. So like your own experience kind of shaped you into being this dietitian. That is really cool. Can you just walk me through the difference of being, um, between being a registered dietitian and being a nutritionist? Yeah. So when all the allied health professionals like PT, OT, speech mm-hmm. went to the table to protect licensure, dietitians didn't go because the people that run it are dumb. And so they didn't protect <laughs> our license. And so because of that, anyone can call themselves a nutritionist, which is infuriating. Mm. But a dietitian actually does like a 1300 hour internship, usually okay. in a hospital, and they sit for an exam. And I did this internship at Mount Sinai Hospital in New York City where mm-hmm. medicine is that, really yeah. happening. Yeah. So I was working with like super sick people. But it was very cool because you got to see really, really sick people and then understand the disease state and then have to deal with the food, which is what I think makes 
me and like my team actually like very good skilled practitioners because first of all we're in new york city so if you're sick and you have something fucked up going on you're going to go to new york city if you can access that (laughs) so you go there so you had to see a lot of crazy stuff Mm -hmm. and then you learned so much about the body and medicine that then when somebody comes in and they're like i'm having a hard time losing weight sometimes it's like behavior stuff mm-hmm. and sometimes there's something underlying that people are missing mm-hmm. that we're able to catch and help people with which is always like energizing and fun so dietitians like you know i took organic chemistry mm-hmm. biochemistry i sat in class next to pre-med students and nursing right. students so i didn't just like get a certificate yeah your education <laughs> is just so expansive that's amazing yeah and you've also had the experience to like learn and see things you made me think of something which is i think really cool have you been in a position to see the way someone eats change their not diagnosis of of something but um yeah. like yeah like, it re- it which reverses. i think is really cool yeah 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 i have i have personally reversed people's prediabetes wow. type 2 diabetes if they're not on insulin i've gotten them back to a normal number understanding that like that's where your body has a propensity towards that but if mm-hmm. you can keep yourself in this range like you will not have to be on medication and you're you're going to live a, a normal life like the rest of us so i have done that you know and i've helped people with their lipid values so getting all their triglycerides cholesterol mm-hmm. ldls down you know where they'll come to you and they'll be like my dad had a heart attack at 46 i'm 48 mm. and and my you know lipid values are really high like can you help me so yeah we've done it and it works. And so, yeah. but, but you that's know, what's like, really cool. Really, really cool. Cause you're like, I don't think people understand um, how important food plays a role in so much of even just like inflammation that might, you feel pain, you know, just little things that um, I think are really cool. And do you see that through your clients by doing like blood work or like, oh, okay, nice. So you like look yeah. at their blood and then. Yeah. We, we coordinate care with the, with their doctors. So oh, like nice. you, you're going to your doctor and I, and you'll sign a form that says that I can reach out to your doctor. And mm. you, so sometimes you'll come with the labs, but if not, I'll just go to the doctor myself and be mm. like, Hey, I'm seeing Allie. Can you please send me their labs? Like, here's the document that says that I can see them. And then we work from there. So, and then we track like whatever you want to work on. So like, maybe it's weight that I'm tracking your weight. Maybe it's your blood sugar. I'm tracking your blood sugar. So there are things that we're doing. Maybe it's your relationship with food. So I'm talking to you every day and I'm tracking like your feelings around food. There's value in that as well so that I can deliver better care to people and get a better outcome. That's really cool. Like one thing I I did and I don't have, um, I'm not pre-diabetic or anything, but I wore a glucose monitor Mm -hmm. and just like track the way the foods affected me. And because like one day I would do a fitness test and um in in my off season and I would absolutely kill it. Then the next week I would go to do it and I would assume that I would be like a little bit better and I couldn't even get to the times where it was so like frustrating to me and I I felt terrible and I'm like why can't I get even the basic times I did last week? I should be a little bit better or at least feel the same, you know? And so once I I wore that I noticed my sugars were like so low and it was just whatever food ate or I was in a fasted state um I don't know if it was that time I was in fasting, but I think my sugars were so low where I just needed my More sugars energy. up against. Yeah. And so um, I thought that was really cool. And I still like to this day, I don't have one on now, but I like to like just see how food is affecting me Yeah, and just seeing like what I'm eating. And if like, yeah, if I'm, I'm even or I'm spiking too high or too low. And that's something that I've like really actually valued a lot. And I mean, I think food affects 
individuals differently, you know, based off that's your right. like internal like bio yeah. chemistry, you know. So I think that that's been like really really cool to see as an athlete, at least, you know. Yeah, it's it's true. Like I, that's the, the thing that I say to people all the time. Like they're like, oh, my friend was keto, so I was doing keto, but it's not working for me. And it's like right because we're different from your friend, <laughs> right? Or like, right, or, right. or to your point of. It's very interesting when someone is wearing a glucose monitor, let's say they're eating oatmeal every single day and the blood sugar is really controlled and like it's fine. And then all of a sudden it changes. And now the the oatmeal spikes their blood sugar like really crazy. And it just, that's how it is. You know, things change, like the environment affects you, maybe like stress levels. So what works for one person doesn't always work for the other person. And we have to be mindful that different days, whatever is happening in your life, the food might also impact you in a different way. Why is there not like enough like good information out there? Like I feel like everything if you Google something, it's more of like the fad that's out or like um, whatever's going on in in the world that's like in that yeah. way. Why do you think that there's just not enough good information? The way that we do nutrition studies is not the gold standard. A gold standard for a study is a randomized control, and the mm. reason that we don't do it that way is because we're actually relying on people to remember. So like mm-hmm. if I'm doing a study for food, I'm saying like, oh, here's a here's a, a questionnaire. And the questionnaire is like, how many times a week a month ago did you eat red <laughs> fruits? It's like, what the fuck? It's, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's so bad. Yeah. So but it's also like super difficult actually to get people to be in this like mm. very controlled environment like a, of a wide number of people. Mm, So, and nutrition is really a new science. We've only been doing studying nutrition for like 75 years. Um, We're trying to get better at it, but because of the fads and because like Mm -hmm. wellness is like a $200 billion business, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. there's we're not, people are not aligned on really what we should be doing with nutrition is using it as the front line of healthcare. If everybody had access to a dietitian, then people there would be less chronic disease like 42.4 percent of americans are overweight or obese that's really crazy where 30 years ago it was like 12 percent really and so yeah it's crazy so can you imagine like we are smarter we have more technology we seemingly have more access to more things and we're, we're putting more, more shit in our food to last. Like, yeah. And like, like more fake shit. I yeah. know all this fake shit. Like every time yeah. I like, you know, you like, you pick up a peanut butter. You're like, I'm just going to buy this peanut butter. And you're like, why is there palm oil and sugar in this? Like nuts and oil and salt. Like that's all I need. What is happening? <laughs> like, no, I know. I'm like, I can't read it. Okay. Maybe not yeah. this one. You know, yeah, like yeah, something. Yeah. It's so bad. It's so yeah. bad. So like, yeah, we're just, that's that is the problem but yeah we don't do studies properly and also like americans in general don't understand what statistically significant means so Mm. people like i've had patients who will be like i read this study that tequila is really good for your blood sugar and i'm like bullshit give me the study (laughs) and then then they're like and then it's like it's like a tweet yeah or like you'll see yeah but you'll see the study and they'll be like uh, we sampled four people. I'm like, four people is not, that is, stop it. No, That's no, no. Yeah. So like, I mean, we need to show, teach people about that first and then right. it's going to be a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. Oh my Everyone's gosh. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. So what are some major things pregnant women should consider when it comes to their diet? Yeah. That's always the the best is because people will call me and they'll be like, I'm pregnant and I really want to make sure. First of all, like, I want to make sure that I don't gain too much weight. Anyway, and yeah. And I'm like, guys, you're going to gain weight. Yeah. I, I'm like, I, 
And I use myself as the example, which is I was, I had hyperemesis. I had an IV Zofran pump. They don't do that anymore because they realize that it's bad for the children with their hearts and cleft palates. Everyone, my children are fine and thriving. So thank goodness for that. But I was sick every day and I ate literally nothing. I would have like Mm. this one smoothie in the morning and every day I would have a turkey burger and Brussels sprouts. This is like all I could deal with mm-hmm. and both pregnancies i gained 44 pounds <laughs> that's it's like mental it's like yeah. and, I lo- and i lost all of it there was no issue i didn't have i didn't have to put like effort into losing the weight like mm-hmm. i it was just like your body is really gonna do whatever it's going to do so like going right. in going in with that mentality is like whatever like right. eat what you can to feel good but then also thinking like you know, these people who are like, well, I'm just, like, eat for two. And I'm like, oh, eat for two is going to also make you have problems. <laughs> yes. That is not ideal. Because you're going to have issues like gestational diabetes, hypertension, like all of mm-hmm. these things that make it difficult to be like, like being pregnant is so dangerous, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is such difficult work. And people, nobody cares about the mother. They just care about the baby, like mm-hmm. the outcome. You're like, you're just like a vessel. Like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. But like, really taking care of yourself and nourishing yourself in a way that is going to really like sustain you and keep you just like with, you know, being able to do things. So like, that's the first thing, but I'm always saying, I'm like, guys, eat what you can, but also like vegetables, fruit, we want to get some fiber in there, yeah. drink, drink water. We mm-hmm. don't want to be like downing milkshakes and eating ice cream every <laughs> chance we can. Um, but, but honestly, like in the beginning, it's just like, what can you stand? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah, I, I would eat bagels. And then the second I would take the last bite of the bagel, I would start crying because my stomach <laughs> would hurt. <laughs> I'd be like, this is so bad. <laughs> That's so funny. I think it's really important. We said like sustainable, like what you feel that can sustain you for like the actual what's going on in your body. So many things are changing. Your body's using so much energy to just like grow a human. And it's uh, yeah. it's really important, I think for everyone to know like yeah you don't want to be eating ice cream and milkshakes but like at the same time like you just make sure you're sustainable which you would as like a human and like yeah you I mean it's funny because I eat pretty healthy I mean and during my pregnancy my boyfriend's from Montana so I was in Montana which bagels are absolutely terrible and that was like I didn't crave anything but when I like in the moment I wasn't like craving things but when I look back I guess I craved bagels but they were like the worst bagels and I like always like I just whatever I I I wanted to eat bagels but it's funny because in my mind I'm like from New York bagels are the best and I would my mom would like get me one on the way to school or whatever and I probably gained some weight when I was in high school I had a little baby fat but like in my mind I was like oh I don't want to eat bagels and I'm like but I didn't really I didn't really want to eat other things and I'm like well at least if I'm I just need to eat something at this point you know like my appetite was weird at different times like I wasn't it was just weird so I ate a bagel and I felt like, okay, like I have energy for the morning right now. But um, it was funny because I was like, had it in my head, like when I had like, I got not like fat, but I like had a little baby, extra baby fat. And I was like, bagels are going to make baby fat, you know, like, no, (laughs) no, but that's such a thing. Like it's a thing, but you know that the body, the body does is, is a machine, right? And so mm -hmm. the body craves carbohydrates because you are less likely, least likely to get a foodborne illness Mm. from a carbohydrate and so it's actually like protective so like if you can think back to the beginning of your pregnancy you're like turned off by like all meats you're like this is gross like i don't want this but you're like Mm. i will eat every cracker and every Mm -hmm. piece of fruit i get my hands on and that's because it's like in this beginning stages where things are like 
I mean, it's always fragile, but like most fragile in that first trimester, mm -hmm. it's to like protect you from anything that might be bad. It's very interesting. That's so interesting. Yeah, because I didn't yeah. crave it in the second trimester. And then my third, I kind of wanted it again. It, yeah. was, it was weird. It was really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, so you have two kids? Yeah, a boy and a girl. How old are they? They're nine and ten. Nice. Yeah. What is your biggest challenge when it comes to food and your kids? Yeah. Well, it's yeah. very, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a thing. So my daughter, Catherine is 10, going to be 11 and she's a normal human being who behaves normally and is quite obedient. And like, I, I did the same things with both of them. So like I was, it was very easy for me to nurse for both my kids, nurture kids, give your kid formula. Nobody cares. As long as your kid's mother isn't mm -hmm. a fucking psychopath. Eats, that's all that matters. So like that, no judgment. It was just, it was just very easy for me. So I nursed both my kids. I introduced food. My mom would like, my mom is like a very good cook. So she would like make all this food for my kids. And like my kids are eating like squash and Brussels sprouts and plain yogurt and, yeah. and like all like, like fancy. And so Kate is like high functioning. She like sushi, <laughs> she'll eat vegetables. She does not make a big deal. She will taste the food and like, mm -hmm. if she's like, oh, I don't really like this that much. And she's like, oh, that's great. Like, okay, cool. So yeah, Kate's good. Easy. Rock, yeah, Rocco. Mm. <laughs> fucking, fucking with us from the beginning like Rocco Rocco at like 10 or 11 almost 11 months like just weaned himself off of breast milk and milk altogether it was just mm -hmm. like F this I'm I don't good. want this bye yeah. like bye I was like what am I supposed to do and the pediatrician's like I don't know you're a dietitian I was like alright I'll figure it out yeah. yeah and he was like he was like totally cool with food for until like he turned two mm. and now he's just terrorizes us all the time it's like mm. Like, you know, it's like tacos. Who doesn't like a taco? Right. He, on Tuesdays, we make tacos. He's like, I'm not eating it. I'm eating <laughs> eggs. Yeah. Like, I have to basically, like, I force him to eat. So my kids eat vegetables at lunch and dinner. It's like just a rule. Mm -hmm. I think it's a, I think it's a rule that everyone should have in their house. Like, find the vegetables that you like and make sure you put them on your plate at lunch and dinner. And so he I will eat. That. Yeah, it's, like, easy. And they don't have to be cooked beautifully. You can literally, like, slice up cucumbers, slice mm -hmm. up carrots, just, like, eat that. And so my son will eat the carrots, but it's, like, a big deal. And he's, like, he's like, do you want half of my carrot, mommy? I'm, like, no. <laughs> just finish like, the four pieces of carrot. That's right. It's, like, this tiny. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, like, he has, like, elevated lipids. It's, like... What is going on with him? Like, I don't know. He eats processed shit. I don't like behind my back. I have yeah. no idea. In his pockets, his no pockets way. will come home from school and there's like shit chips. Back. No but way. the thing is, is that, Molly, I'm not a psycho. Come to my house. There are chips in my house. There are cookies. There's right. candy. So like things are not off limits, but it's like, what is your problem? Yeah. I don't like, but there's always one. There's That's always one. so funny. Like I've had friends that are so picky and like when they were kids, their mom would cook their family a meal and then specific, let's say like it was rice and vegetables, but the kid didn't like the vegetables in the rice. Then the mom would cook plain rice also. Like, do you think that that creates more of a picky eater versus like eat what I made you and you're good or like? Yeah, I advise against that 100 percent. Like I know a guy who's a surgeon and he mm -hmm. only eats like six foods because he was like that and like very picky, but his parents like just didn't want to deal Enforced with it. it. Okay. Yeah. And now as an adult, he actually has like, it's kind of, it's called RDIF. It's like this disordered eating where he actually has to have like therapy because 
He has not conditioned his palate, his throat. Mm. Like he can't. He actually like different like, textures and stuff. Yeah, interesting. Like, also, like I, I am. You are busy. I am busy. Like you can eat this or you can eat nothing. Mm. Those are your options. Like okay, I, good. I, so that's totally okay when I do that with my because yes. <laughs> that's how I is, feel. My parents where they're like, you know, they put broccoli on my plate. I was like, I don't want to, you know. And it's like, well, you're not gonna get dessert if you don't finish or whatever it was something that like made me I always had to finish at least like that the top of the broccoli or like like yeah, something you, that like we negotiated but I had to eat the broccoli you know or now I like broccoli but yes you need good habits and here's the thing all kids palates are bitter their taste buds are bitter so things taste mm. weird to them that's why like as you grow up you're like oh I hated broccoli but like now I really like it mm-hmm. so there's that but it's like if you tell me you're not hungry anymore and you've left this plate and you ate, you left all the vegetables and then you're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to have a dessert, mom, or chips. I'm like, yeah. you said that you were not hungry anymore, mm-hmm. but there's food available <laughs> to you here. So it's not like, oh, you have to eat the broccoli in order for you to have a dessert. It's that like, you said you weren't hungry anymore. Right. But like, so, that's not, yeah, that's yeah. not a thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Bye. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather so you negotiate weird. and be like, I don't like this. And I'd be yeah. like, all right, like, let me give you a preference, something different. Yeah. But instead, so, and I haven't let them, like, they haven't caught on to it. Or at least he hasn't. My daughter's like, fuck it. I just eat what's on this plate. I'm myself <laughs> dessert and nobody says anything to me and this is good. So, yeah. yeah. Um, what are some myths about food we give our children? you think if there's any oh well everybody thinks that like cow's milk is the best thing in the world for your kid mm. it's not, it's not like, i i don't yeah I don't. I don't like yeah. milk i mean i i just i got a blood test where i'm like a little bit lacked whatever i just Lacto- know yeah. and i've never really craved milk milk like that but um I never grew up drinking milk, so every time I would go to my friends' houses and they would be drinking milk with their dinner, I'd be like, I'm like, oh my God. Um, but it's not like you can get as much calcium in a stalk of broccoli than like as like cow's milk. Also, you can give your kid like yogurt and like cheese. So, like your kid doesn't need to be like drinking Downing bottles milk. of milk. Like, <laughs> right. people are like, oh yeah, my kid, I don't know, my kid doesn't eat any food. This is what always happens. Like, my kid is three and like doesn't want to eat. And I'm like, all right, let's 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 talk through like what your kid eats. And they'll be like, <laughs> so my kid eats, my kid drinks 40 ounces of milk a day. And I'm like, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And then like the kicker is like, like from a bottle and I'm like, all right, oh, let's, yeah, yeah. let's, well, I'm going to help you today. Right. And then, and then like, you know, they're like, well, what am I going to do? Like the kid's going to cry. I'm like, I know the kid's going to cry, but l- cry now, then later. And then yeah. they do it. And they're like, oh, you were right. Now my kid eats. I'm like, I know you were over, you were giving kid too much milk. Too so much. there's, yeah. So like, there's that. I think the milk is like the really mm. big one. Also like the juice thing, like juice is, Juice is actually like banned from my house. So when my kids go to birthday Just parties, sugar, they, right? yeah, they like okay. they like mainline juice into their veins when they go to birthday <laughs> parties. But I'm like, this is bad for your teeth. It's just like a lot of sugar. It gives mm-hmm. them stomach aches. It's just like not that great. And also drinking like the milk and the juices, it actually like prohibits them from wanting to meal. try yeah, yeah other things. And so like just don't you can of course you can give your kid juice like do whatever you want but if you're really concerned because parents are always super freaked out about their kids eating like Mm -hmm. they don't want to have this they don't want to have that and i'm like yeah because you're the problem (laughs) and so what you got to do is serve the food that the kid likes and serve the food that you want the kid to eat and take out all the extras Mm -hmm. and eventually 
they are going to do it. But, you know, being a short order cook and like giving a lot of attention to what they're not eating, it just Mm -hmm. makes more problems in the end. What is your like go to alternative for milk if I don't know, people want cereal or something? And then also, what's your alternative to juices? Yeah, so there is an alternative to juice. Like, <laughs> just drink water. Like, oh, I, like fizzy water. Like, okay. like when they were little, they'd be like, can I have the fizzy water? <laughs> yes. And like, you know, it's like orange flavored or whatever. Right. So, like gives a little flavor to it. Okay. Yeah. and Or like we would put like, like cut orange and like put mm-hmm. it in there. Like they always thought that that was fun. And nice. which is like, and I never thought that they would like a seltzer because like right. it's such a strong thing. But I think because they're flavored now, like they're, they're all into that. And then, you know, we just give almond milk just mm-hmm. because they want to have like an oatmeal, a smoothie, something, uh, whatever, yeah. something okay. cereal. My kid is, my husband like loves kicks. <laughs> What are you, five? He's like, shut up. There's nothing in this. I'm like, all right, dude. Like, so, and my daughter is like, oh, kids. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, it's trash. But okay. Um, so they'll eat that. that. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, can you paint a picture of what meals look like for your family on a given week? I don't know if that's a lot, but um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm like very lazy when it comes to this thing so how can what can i cook like really fast mm-hmm. so i i roast i love a, that i mean moms don't have that time so yeah this is great yeah mm-hmm. nobody has time so i have um i roast a chicken probably like twice a month i used to do it every week and my son was like i can't with the roasted chicken i'm like <laughs> shut up dude but that like guys that is the easiest thing in the world like you just like buy a chicken and then you just like you know, take a lemon, take a garlic, like shove it in the cavity. Then I just put like seasoning all over and olive oil. And then I like cut onions around and maybe like some potatoes Four twenty-five for 90 minutes. Like the prep time is literally seven minutes. You just need the 90 right. minutes, right? So if you're somebody who's at home, right? Like you could start that at like 3.30. If you can get home at five and like, you know, yeah. whatever, 6.30 isn't too late for your family to eat. That's like, that's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just do it. Um, tacos on Tuesdays are also like so easy because you just like brown the meat, mm-hmm. beans, tomatoes, taco seasoning, 20 minutes. Easy. Like, yeah. here you go, guys. Like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I will do, um, I'll, I'll make my own turkey burgers. Like, if, you know, the spirit moves me, I'll make like a bunch of turkey burgers, season them. The and then, yeah. And then I'll, like, <laughs> I'll wrap them. I'll wrap them in plastic wrap and I'll put them in the freezer. And oh, then nice. if I, then I'll think like, oh, today I don't have like a lot of time. So I'll take them out of the freezer before I leave for work and leave them in the Defrost. fridge. Okay. Yeah. And then when you come home, you're just like eight minutes on each side. So like dinner is literally in 20 minutes. That's amazing. And I'm going to yeah. do that actually. Yeah. Um, and then I cook them. I cut the vegetables. Like I said earlier, like on Sunday, I'll get all the vegetables that everybody likes. Everybody has a freaking preference. <laughs> and then I just like, I cut them up and we put them in, um, like glass containers in the fridge so then they can just grab them nice. and then I'll and I'll also do um like I'll get like kale and like I'll kind of like I'll make a salad and then I'll get egg whites and then every morning I'll like dump a cup of egg whites in the pan and then I'll like dump the salad in there like wilt the kale and I'm like all right breakfast <laughs> quiche yeah. I'm just kidding yeah no it is or my husband on Saturdays the what he does is he'll make um pancakes or waffles depending on what they want and he'll make like 30 of them and then we put them in the freezer so then if they're like really rushing they just like put them in the microwave really quick 
slap some peanut butter on it and they like walk to school eating eating that that's so those so that's just like and you can also just buy frozen waffles too if you Mm -hmm. don't want to do that there's nothing wrong with that but those are very quick and easy things for like a a family to do a mom to do and like be done in really quick time Yeah. yeah i love that and you are the co-founder and CEO of Kulina. Yeah. Can you explain what your organization does? Yeah. Um, it's very crazy because yesterday we just closed another round of funding. So um, which is like, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Especially because the market sucks. So um, <laughs> we did it. So we've raised like $10 million. And what we do is we're all re- registered dietitians and we see patients via Zoom, have a compliant platform, and we take insurance. So 91% of our patients use their insurance benefits, which is, like, really awesome. Um, And so then everybody has access to a dietitian. And so, like, when you were pregnant, or, like, I'm sure you have dietitians on on the team, but we have maybe. a nutritionist now that I know yeah. the difference. But. Yeah. And so like, so maybe for you, you're like, hey, I want like a different level of care. And wherever you are, you can just get on mm. your Zoom. And like when you were saying like, oh, my performance was really great that day, but not that day, you would go back and talk to the RD and she would have been seeing all your food throughout. And she right. would have said, or he would have said like, well, you were doing this that day and this is the reason why. So like, let's try it this way. So giving you like really actionable ways to fix that in, in real time, which is, you know, good for everyone. That's awesome. Um, motivation seems like one of the biggest obstacles when it comes to eating well. So what are some ways um, you're able to kind of motivate your clients? Yeah. So what we do is it's a lot of handholding in the beginning. So like you and I would basically talk every day, maybe multiple times a day in the beginning. And that is what sets you up for success because mm-hmm. I can tell you to do something, but if I'm not talking to you, you're not going to do it. Right? Right, right, <laughs> so right. if I'm like, and, and it's like, you don't even have to answer me back. But when you see like, oh, Vanessa said, like, don't forget to have your vegetable at lunch and dinner. And that just that accountability. I, yeah. And nice. like remembering like, oh, yeah, I did. She, I did cut up those vegetables. They are in the refrigerator. Mm. And then you go and get them. <laughs> so like, that's it. Or maybe you are you are on the road and you're like, I'm going to this dinner and I've been feeling really good. But now this place sucks. Like, what can I eat here? Mm-hmm. And then I go through the menu and I'm like, OK, ask them to do it this way or, or you or this and this is fine. And this is the reason why. Mm-hmm. Those are things that people don't realize do make a big difference. And just being able to talk to somebody like that. And then when they see the success and they see that it wasn't like such a heavy lift. Then motivation like, in itself. Motiv- yeah, yeah. And also just like the non-judgment. Yeah. Like like we just had this conversation. It's like, yo, we're all surviving. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter who you are. Like, yeah. we're all in this. So like, let's just get it done. Like, I'll give you the ideas. You can get, you can do it. So that's what people want to hear. That's awesome. Um, what is your mom goal for the week? Not to catch Rocco's stomach bug. <laughs> That's the goal. I love that so much. It's real. I know. He was throwing up and I was like, oh, God. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. I learned so much. That was such a great conversation with Vanessa. My mom goal for the week is start moving my baby's stuff into our new home. Order whatever I need to order. Just getting them set up so that when we move after preseason, they are good to go. See you next week. This has been Mom Goals with Allie Long. Please like, rate, and review. Mom Goals is a gallery media group production.